Legends, Folklore, and History of New England. A podcast for kids, by kids. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm Bridget. And I'm Molly. Today we are going to talk about the Hawkmock Swamp Puckwudgies and the Thunderbird. First up, Puckwudgies. You're probably thinking, what in the world is a puckwudgie? And that's a great question. But first, let's talk about Hawkmock Swamp. Hawkmock Swamp is in an area of Massachusetts called the Bridgewater Triangle. Legend had it that all sorts of weird stuff happens in this area, from UFOs to mysterious lights to mysterious ghostly figures and even the Thunderbird we will talk about today. And there are a ton of Native American legends in this area, too. The Hockamock Swamp is the largest freshwater swamp in Massachusetts and was used as a fortress by the Wampanoag people in the 17th century against English settlers. It was actually where they staged to attack the settlements that was one of the causes of the King Philip War we talked about in our Nine Men's Misery episode. The indigenous people named the area Hockamock, which means the place where spirits dwell. Hawkmock is occasionally referred to as Hobomuk, a god who the Wampanoags worshipped and feared. He was a god of disease and death, and the area not only provided life-sustaining materials through the swampland, but also oversaw the burial grounds within the area. Excavations of the area showed that this was a thriving civilization on the land as far back as 9,000 BC. That's almost 11,000 years ago. So now let's talk Pukwudgies. Again, you ask, what in the world is a Pukwudgie? Well, I'm gonna tell you. According to Native American legends, Pukwudgies are a type of demon, not necessarily evil, but more mischievous and tricky, kind of like a fairy or a leprechaun. Or you. Hey. That's offensive, you know. It's, it's true. They are said to be about two feet tall, almost goblin-like in their features. They can appear and disappear at will. Legend has it the Pukwudgies were friendly with the native people and then turned against them. If you remember our mosh-up episode from season one, Pukwudgies became jealous of the attention humans were giving mosh-up and started acting out more and more until eventually they killed mosh-up and granny squanet's five sons typically puckwudgies will cause mischief but can also shoot fiery arrows steal little children like molly and they have been known to lure people to cliff's edges and push them off that sounds like murder not mischief yeah so the story's very a bit but basically you see a puckwudgie you need to stare well clear of them. Even the Freetown Police, a town in the Hawkmock Swamp area, put up a Pukwudgie's warning sign on the road. We put a picture of it up on our website. So what have the Pukwudgie's in the area done? I found one story of a woman who lived in the area and saw a Pukwudgie in the forest. From that day on, it would continuously tap on her windows to annoy her. We found another story by a woman named Joan. She was walking her dog in the forest in Freetown and came across a puckwudgie standing on a rock. She said it looked like a troll and just stood there watching her and her dog sit. 
Sid finally ran back out of the woods towards the trail. Three times after that sighting, she has seen the creature looking through her bedroom window. I would freak. I would totally freak out. Seriously. And there was a story of Tom, or maybe Tim. The article called him both, but we're going to go with Tom. Anywho, Tom was in the woods taking pictures and saw a ball of light. Which could be a Pukwudgie because they're known to control the spirits of the Wampanoag they kill, and it will manifest as an orb or ball of light. Right. So Tom sees this orb and chases it, only come to face to face with a two-foot-tall creature, which then disappeared. But that wasn't the last time he saw it. A few years later, Tom was in his car in the parking lot by the forest, and when he looked in the rearview mirror... He saw the same creature looking back at him. The car turned itself on and music started blaring from the radio. Yeah, that's a hard note for me. I would be so out of there. Yeah, well, so was Tom. He squealed out of the parking lot and hurried home. One last report we saw was of a young woman who was in the woods in Taunton taking a walk. She saw an orb of light and almost at the same time was scratched on her arms by an invisible creature. So basically what Pukwudgie sound like is a demon that sticks with you after you've seen it wherever you go. So this area is also well known for something called a Thunderbird. People that have seen it describe it as a giant pterodactyl-like creature flying in the sky. The legend of the Thunderbird is prevalent in Algonquin-speaking people in the New England including Narragansett and Wampanoag tribes. There are stories of this winged creature were prevalent up into the 16th century. It wasn't until 1971 that the legend was brought back into the modern-day folklore in Massachusetts. There were several reports of a creature with a wingspan of 8 to 12 feet flying above the area known as the Bridgewater Triangle. Then again, in 19... 92, there was a report for a winged creature with a 10 to 12 foot wingspan flying in Taunton. We saw that one of these reports came from a policeman, but we couldn't figure out if it was the 1971 report or the 1992 report. So why is all this weird stuff happening in the Bridgewater Triangle? No one knows for sure. Some people think that the souls from all the dead native people and colonists from the wars so long ago may have cursed the land. Other theories say the land is part of a vortex that brings the spiritual world and our world together, maybe even affecting gravity against the laws of nature. We planned to go for a walk at Freetown State Park and see if we could find anything, but it was super duper cold the weekend we planned to go. Then we were busy the other weekend, so we couldn't make it out there before we recorded this episode. But if you have been to the Bridgewater Triangle and have had an experience, Pukwudgy, giant flying creature, ghost, or whatever, we'd love to hear from you. Send a message to us on Instagram at LFHNE underscore kids or on Facebook at LFHNE. Or shoot us an email at contact at LFHNE.com. Want to see some pictures of the area or find out more about some of the stories we mentioned today? Check our, out our website at www.lfhne.com. To all our listeners everywhere, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. 
and enjoying our podcast. And as always, if you like what you hear, like, subscribe, and rate our podcast wherever you listen to us. This will help us get our show out to more people like you who love the unexplained. Thanks for listening, and see you next week. And remember, remember, history is fun and sometimes a little spooky. (laughs) Was that a yawn or a burp? A yerp. (laughs) The Legend of the Thunderbird. Thunderbird. So, my theory on the Bridgewater Triangle. So, I'm assuming we've all heard of the Bermuda Triangle. No. You haven't? No. You haven't heard of the Bermuda Triangle? No. Amelia Earhart? Oh. Okay. I know about Amelia Earhart. So, what I'm thinking happened with the Bridgewater Triangle and the Bermuda Triangle, is they both have triangle in their name. Mm -hmm. So the curses from the Bermuda Triangle had children, and they put (laughs) the children into the Bridgewater Triangle, cursing the Bridgewater Triangle with puck wedgies and the Thunderbird. Okay. It's a good theory. It's an interesting theory. It's interesting.